Welcome to r slash best of Redditor updates, where we have an update to an old story where it looks like OP was almost murdered. Okay, you guys, this next post is an update to a story that I read in a previous video. I'll go ahead and add a link in the description to that video if you want to go back and watch it, because this video is spicy, much like spicy mustard. Anyways, so that story, uh, as a quick synopsis, basically OP's husband is obsessed with mustard, but OP just doesn't like it for whatever reason. And OP's husband goes ballistic one day and like threatens to drive them off the road and and unalive them all in a car crash because she refuses to have mustard on a hot dog. And from there, things just kind of escalate and they start moving into divorce territory. But that last update was November, November what? November 26th. And this update was posted on February. So that's like two months later, three months later. Yeah, three months later, OP posted an update. I've moved. I won't say where, but I found a new home. My job let me stay on as permanently remote. I can't go into details about my divorce or other current legal proceedings, but I can say that I was granted a protective order due to something that happened back in December. Due to the nature of what happened, I was hospitalized for a time. That was what I guess made me realize that I had to get the F out. I traded my car, had my phone checked for tracking apps and devices, and changed my number. He cannot contact me or have anyone contact me on his behalf. I am now several hours in state lines away from him and his wretched family. I moved with only two suitcases and a duffel bag of my stuff. I can't wait to furnish and decorate my new home the way that I always wanted to. I'm in therapy. I have a survivor support group that I see weekly. I'll be okay. I feel like I can finally breathe. Yo, did this guy almost unalive his wife over mustard? Oh my god, this guy is bonkers! He's nutso! Also, um, I've got to go back and read this, uh, read part of the original post. Uh, so basically, they have this big mustard fight, and OP like separates from his from her husband, and then this happens. I pointed out the security cameras I'd installed and said that if he tried to hurt me, there would be footage, and I would press charges without a second thought. He was completely shocked and said that he would never hurt me. That was November seventh. This guy promised that he would never hurt her. Then one month later. He hospitalized her. Yo, this guy's, um, he's, he's a psychopath. This guy's an actual psychopath. We're going to find out in 20 years that this guy has, like, chopped up women in his basement that he cooks and eats with mustard, of course. Our next Reddit post comes from a website called Ask a Manager. How do I tell a former employee that he can't visit us weekly? I'm a senior director for a group of highly skilled, experienced employees. Everyone is at a high level in this large organization, and they're primarily self-directed while I set organizational strategy and ensure everyone has resources. We had a very kind and beloved employee, Frank, retire in 2021. He was very isolated during COVID and had a hard time with the transition to retirement. He feels comfortable resuming activities now, and one of those activities is stopping by our office once a week to chat. We're a very relaxed office, so most days there's only a small handful of people here. But Frank will sit down and chat with whoever's there for 30 to 40 minutes and then move on to the next person. We aren't a public-facing office, so it's unusual to have someone visit to hang out. But even though everyone's busy, it's not completely unheard of that someone would have a 30-minute chat catching up with an old colleague or client. And everyone can manage their own time, so a break for a midday chat is welcome, on occasion. 
However, this has been going on for months, and I'm hearing people make offhand comments about Frank's visits. I told everyone that they should feel okay saying, it's a busy day, no time to talk. But everyone genuinely does care about Frank, and it seems like these visits are a lifeline for him. I tried inviting him to an after-hours happy hour to set the tone that he's welcome to socialize with us, but at a less disruptive time, but the visits haven't stopped. I was going to directly talk to him about the need to stop or drastically cut down on visiting, but when I mentioned it to the other two directors, they thought that was really harsh, and I'm having trouble coming up with the right words to use with Frank, since the usual things a manager would say don't work with a team that's self-directed. Should I just ignore this perceived problem and leave it up to everyone if they want to chat? And then, several months later, OP posted an update. I want to give a very big thank you to the commenters who suggested volunteer work. I don't know why that hadn't occurred to me, since my aunt founded and ran a nonprofit near and dear to me. The next week when Frank came in, I saw two people run in the other direction, and I decided to address it. I invited Frank to lunch, and unprompted, he shared that he was really at loose ends and didn't know how to spend his time. I brought up volunteering, and he said that he didn't know how to find a place to volunteer. How do you even apply, and who would you want to help? I said, everyone. Everyone wants people who have unlimited daytime availability. I gave him my aunt's number then and there, and sent her a text to expect his call. He called the next day, and by the following week, he was a full-time fixture there. At Thanksgiving, I asked my aunt how Frank was doing, and she gushed about his hard work pitching in wherever. His positivity, the ideas he was bringing to the table, she loved Frank. New Year's rolls around, and we have another family get-together, and who walks in but Frank? He and my aunt are in a relationship. Aw, that's so sweet. They're looking at moving in together. They're both kind of on marriage, but we'll see. The office has been getting a break from Frank, but now I might be getting much more of him. I don't know if this website has been responsible for a love match before, but I'm crediting this one to you and the commenters for this kismet. Then this top reply from Stitched Ruben, Coworker Frank to Uncle Frank. That's the best twist I didn't see coming. Yeah, that's super, super wholesome, OP. If your aunt is the type of person to start and run a nonprofit charity, and Frank is the type of person to work full-time at a nonprofit charity, you know that couple is just the sweetest couple. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash relationship advice. I'm a 37-year-old man married to a 34-year-old woman. My wife's sister, who's 29, tried to kiss me, and now my wife is spiraling. Help me! As the title says, my wife's sister made a pass at me at a recent family gathering, and I have no idea what to do. For context, I think my wife Jenna is absolutely gorgeous, but she has some really negative body image issues. This is in large part because of her sister Mary, who's very conventionally attractive, as opposed to Jenna's more unconventional but, in my opinion, striking beauty. Mary was a successful model until a couple of years ago, and now works in the fashion industry. In our early days of dating, when I would tell Jenna she's beautiful, she would always say, just wait until you see my sister. When I did finally meet her family, she would randomly press me for weeks to talk about her sister, whether I thought she was more attractive than her, etc. 
I always told her the truth, that I think Mary is attractive in a boring way, and that I think my wife is much more beautiful and interesting to look at. She wouldn't let it go until I confronted her about how uncomfortable it made me and asked her what was going on. This is when she told me that she's always had a chip on her shoulder about her looks because of being compared with her sister growing up. They fell into the classic smart one slash pretty one dynamic their whole lives. She also said that Mary had a habit of being flirty with all her exes and warned me that it would happen to me eventually. She then started sobbing and begging me not to cheat on her with her sister, to which I forcefully said that I would never cheat on her with anyone, let alone her sister. I've been crazy about my wife since day one and there's literally no woman on earth who could come close to her. I honestly didn't believe her about the flirting at first. I assumed that this was just an extension of her insecurity, but I was wrong. Whenever we got together with my wife's family, Mary would always find ways to touch me and make little innuendos and comments about me or my body. It's super uncomfortable for everyone, especially my wife, and I've called her out on it before. She'll cool it for a while, but eventually start doing it again. It's been six years of this, and every time it happens, my wife is upset for days, and I have to do a lot of reassuring. On to the problem. A few days ago, we were at my mother-in-law's birthday party, and Mary asked me to help her grab some things from the garage. As soon as we walked into the garage, she turned and pressed me up against the door with her whole body and started trying to kiss me. I immediately pushed her off and asked her what the F she was doing. She started giggling, saying she was just doing what we've both been thinking and kept insisting, you know you want to. I told her she was out of her mind and ran out of there. I went straight to my wife and told her we're leaving. The whole ride home, she was asking me what was wrong. I wasn't sure whether to tell her because I knew how much it was going to hurt, but I also thought Mary would probably try to spin it as me making a move on her, so I knew I had to just say it. I told her everything, and she cried the whole way home. For the last several days, Mary's been calling and texting my wife, doing exactly what I thought she would do. Even telling my wife that I said Mary was the hottest girl I'd ever seen, which I had to assure my wife a million times that I did not and would never say, even though she believes my account of the situation. My wife has been a complete wreck the last several days. She's hardly eating, she pulls away from my touch when I try to hug her or just hold her hand, and she says that she feels hideous and disgusting, and I don't know what to do. This is the lowest I've ever seen her, and it hurts to see how much she's hurting. I have no idea what to do to help her heal from this. Reddit, what should I do? Then, two days later, OP posted an update. Several people have asked me how my wife's family feels about all this, and I explained in a comment that her parents are toxic and treat Mary as the golden child. Even though my wife is a freaking neuroscientist, an amazingly talented musician, speaks three languages fluently, and another two conversationally, my wife and her family are seriously the only people who don't seem to understand how exceptional she is. I remember meeting one of my wife's family friends and talking to them about her research, and they said, Oh, wow, her parents just told us that she works at a university, whereas my parents literally introduce her as the family genius to everyone. It makes me so effing angry to think about how her douchebag family has stolen her shine her whole life. She's literally a renaissance woman, but all they care about is looks and money. Some people ask me why I would ever put myself in a situation alone with Mary given everything she's done. 
I have no good answers for that, other than I never thought that she would actually try to do anything. That possibility just didn't exist in my head. I realize now that I should have seen this would happen eventually, and that I should have been less concerned with keeping the peace, and more concerned with shutting Mary down before it escalated to this point. Hindsight's 2020. Anyway, on to the update. On the night that I posted, I told my wife that if she wanted to try to repair her relationship with her sister, I'd respect that, but that I don't feel comfortable being around her for the foreseeable future. I said that Mary's obviously been deeply jealous of my wife her whole life because she's a hollow, ugly person whose entire value has an expiration date, while my wife actually has substance. I said that I think her whole family is toxic and has done nothing but put her down her whole life, but that only she can decide whether she still wants them in her life. I also told my wife that while I don't blame her for her emotional reaction, her insecurity is something that she needs to work on for our relationship to be healthy. What Mary did was sexual assault, and she's been sexually harassing me for years. But I've consistently put aside my own feelings about this problem because of how it affects her, and that's prevented me from getting the support that I need too. I told her that her reaction only serves to punish herself and me for my sister's behavior, and there's no reason to give her that kind of power. She was crying the whole time, and agreed that she needed to go to therapy to work on her insecurity. We were able to find a therapist who specializes in body image and self-esteem issues to work with her individually, and we're looking for a couples therapist too. My wife sent a message to her parent and sister that explained exactly what happened, and told them that she would reach out to them if she ever feels ready to repair their relationship. We blocked all of them everywhere, and, of course, Mary's been spamming my family and our friends with nonsense, claiming I attacked her, that I'm a drug addict, that I abuse my wife, all kinds of BS that, thankfully, nobody believes. My wife is still down in the dumps, but I can see that things are getting a little better. She's eating and sleeping more, and she's cuddling with me in the mornings again, which is nice. Now, I'm planning a surprise getaway for us this weekend. We're going to one of our favorite places, and I'm going to wine and dine her and try to make her feel like a queen. Then, two weeks later, OP posted an update. In the first paragraph of this update, OP explains that the getaway weekend went great, and also, some Redditors warned OP that Mary would probably try to contact OP's place of employment, so OP warned his boss. The update continues. As you predicted, Mary did try to contact my boss a couple of days later, and the following is a recounting of what my boss told me. Apparently, Mary said that I had to be fired because I was a predator and she claimed to have proof that I assaulted her. My boss said that that was a very serious accusation to make and asked Mary to explain what proof she had. Mary claimed that there was a camera that caught the whole incident and my boss asked her to send the video. Then Mary got flustered and said the cops had it, so my boss asked her to send over a copy of the police reports. Then Mary said that it had a lot of private info in it, so my boss asked her to redact the private information and send it over. Then Mary said that she didn't feel comfortable with that, and my boss told her that she couldn't take any action against an employee based on word of mouth from a stranger. Then Mary shouted at her about victim blaming and hung up. Unfortunately, that was not the end of it. Last Wednesday, Mary somehow sent an email from my personal email account with a dick pic to the entire office. 
It wasn't a picture of my dick, obviously. My best guess is that I must have left my email logged in on one of my in-law's devices. She is definitely not smart enough to actually hack me. And I know this is completely beside the point, but of course she chose the weirdest looking dick pic I've ever seen. I played team sports all my life. I've seen a lot of dicks, and this one was something else. It's honestly kind of funny to think about Mary googling gross penis or something and sifting through hundreds of images to find just the right one. I had to apologize to everyone on staff, and thankfully, folks were surprisingly understanding. It's actually been kind of a nice bonding experience with my coworkers. I honestly didn't consider myself to be super well-liked in the office, but it feels like everyone's been going out of their way to be kind to me, and it means a lot. Anyway, at this point, it was clear that we had to escalate things legally. I really wanted to avoid it, but she forced my hand. My wife and I have a lawyer friend who helped us draft a cease and desist letter outlining her continued harassment and the material and emotional damage this was causing us. My wife then sent a message to Mary and my in-laws with a copy of the letter and made it very clear that we would pursue criminal charges and or civil proceedings if her harassment continued. My wife's mom then called her crying and begged her to just let it go and leave Mary alone. My wife calmly explained that Mary is the only person responsible for this whole situation and that their parents have always enabled their awful behavior. She also said something that she later regretted, but I think was pretty awesome. Mary is going to stick you two in a nursing home and steal your money the minute that she has the chance, and you deserve it. After the way her mom reacted, my wife is firmly settled on cutting off her family completely. This happened on Friday, and on Sunday, Mary sent a message to a third party to my brother saying that she'll leave us alone and to please not sue me. I told my brother not to respond, and then just sat back and enjoyed the idea that Mary was out there somewhere, freaking out about the potential of having to actually face the consequences of her actions. It must be such a strange feeling for her. Since then, we haven't heard a peep. My wife is starting therapy next week, and we'll be starting couple therapy in a month or two. She wants to do some work on herself first. She's also taking a short leave from work to rest and recharge. I'm so proud of her for standing up for herself with her family and finally putting her mental health and well-being first. Opie, this is an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing it. But <laughs> the scene I can't get out of my head is OP being in the office and saying like, Oh, no, wait, you guys, I didn't send that dick pic, and I can prove it. Here, look. Clearly, that's not my penis. As you can see, mine is so much handsomer. And now, like, <laughs> I'm trying to imagine what you would actually do in that situation. Like, if, if your boss really did want to fire you for sending out a dick pic, but it wasn't your picture, and you have to prove it, how do you prove it? You can't just drop trow in front of your boss, because that'll be even worse. Do you, do you go to the doctor? and get a doctor's note, you need some sort of third party who can verify it that's like trustworthy and verifiable. OP could get his wife, but the boss probably wouldn't trust the word of the wife. I don't know, I'm getting kind of off topic. It's just, if you are really in that predicament, how on earth would you get yourself out of it? How do you prove that that's not, that that's not your dong? That was our slash best of Redditor updates. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.